So this car was a VW. So then he said, okay, let us buy a VW for Brother Amchenget. Then a word came to me about the VW. Then I said, okay, no problem. If, if a VW comes, there's no problem. But my bands will still be coming. At least I'll be having an extra. But the VW is coming. So in the process, something happened. And in the end, the VW was not bought. Elements were moved. And a Mercedes Benz came in the way. <laughs> Hallelujah. When Jesus spoke to the fig tree, it just happened there and then. Then the disciples said, How soon is the tree with that? How soon were the results? After August, then in October, I was driving a Mercedes Benz. Brother, sister, let me tell you, when the message has been preached, these days, because promises have to be really quick, there are many things that have to be fulfilled in a short time. Just expect to get your results soon. God bless you. Amen. Amen. Brothers, don't attack without authorization. Don't attack without authorization. I see single young men are blushing. Don't attack without authorization. Amen. Isn't so, pastors? Amen. I'm told that if you dare get married without checking with your pastor, you may marry a fugitive. Yes, while deacons are chasing after her, you say, she's my sweetheart. Okay. (laughs) Let's leave it at that. Amen. God bless you, brother. The power of the desire. Uh, I'll ask the elder Makombe just to say greetings. Uh, I think it was 2004 or 3 when I first heard him preaching for Pastor Livingstone. What a mighty preacher. What a mighty preacher. And the last time we were in Queenstown, they'd asked him to greet and asked another one to preach. He made a mess out of the message that he was preaching. So we're saying, but that one that was greeting is the one that was supposed to be preaching. And the one that preached was supposed just to be greeting. (laughs) Amen. Elder, come over. God bless you richly for all the way from Chipingi. Look at the dedication. He landed this morning from the Philippines. Jack licked, but made it his way to church. A round of applause for the elder. Greetings to the saints. I appreciate uh, Pastor Madiba very much. I got to know him. When I knew him, I loved him. So all I can just say is, church, if you really want him to do you good, there is a story in the Bible where uh, Moses was told by God to lift up his hands. And as long as Moses' hands were raised up, 
Israel was winning their warfare. But as usual, you see, Moses was a human being and his hands got weak and they hanged down. But two guys got an idea. One raised up his right hand and the other one raised up his left. And kept those hands raised up. And you know what? As long as those hands were raised up, Israel won their warfare. Amen. And um, the way you raise up pastor's hands is by prayer. Pray for Pastor Madiba. I know pastors, I speak on my behalf and also him, I know pastors have got a hard job. Their hands also get down weak. But if you raise them up in prayer, you know what? You will win your warfare. You will win in your home. You will win everything that you are doing. So I really appreciate the opportunity to be here uh, and also to meet with my elder, Pastor Chitinde. I had not known about the meetings, as uh, Pastor said, that I was four weeks preaching in the Philippines after an invitation. And, uh, but my children, my son Michael and his wife Ruth and my daughter, they have such a high respect and uh, a high regard for Pastor Jitsinde's ministry. And so as soon as we just landed this morning, they just told us that we are going for Pastor Jitsinde's. He has got some meetings right there and we said, fine, let's go. And that's how we came in. We are so privileged to be here and also to hear Pastor and Elder Pastor Jitsinde preaching right here. Pastor Jitsinde is our father. As he told you, he got me and my wife when we were still schoolboys. Back in 1977, about 41 years ago, that's when he came to our school. We were just a bunch of guys there. We were doing uh, A-levels, and he came. And because we were now in, 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 in a scripture union, and we had a teacher was telling, taking us for scripture union, but he said, look, you guys are so sincere. You are looking for something. I know now what you are looking for, the scripture union cannot give you. But I'm going to get you a friend of mine who will give you something that I think you're looking for. And who did he bring? Pastor Chitsinde. <laughs> and uh, we were blessed because he came in and he started to teach us and preach. The one thing he said, now I was, you know, I had come from the Catholic Church and now I was with, with the Assemblies of God. And Pastor Jitsinde, the way, he has got still a way of presenting things. He said, you know what? God will come in your church. He will look and look and say, I'm looking for my children, but I can't find them in here. He says, you look in your church and find there is no one to take to heaven. <laughs> I said, surely, maybe when he mentions my assemblies of God, he will say, maybe God will find somebody. But he said, no, you won't find anybody in there. <laughs> And by that, I just said, I want something that I am guaranteed that will take me to heaven. And from that time, he took us, baptized us in the message. And then my wife was the youngest girl that he he, he baptized, and she has got a high respect for Pastor Jitsin. Now we've got a ministry of our own in another province called Manikaland, and my wife says to my church, your pastor is Makombe. That's me. 
Your pastor is Makombe. To me, Makombe is not my pastor. He is my husband. I am a helpmate. But my pastor is Pastor Jitsin. <laughs> <laughs> and we follow his preaching. Many times my wife has got all these downloaded messages of Pastor Jitsinde and she's hearing them and I'm hearing them as much as I can and so forth. Uh, we respect Pastor Jitsinde so much. He was the initiator of the message in our country. Now you are saying there, you know, being a man, you cannot negotiate that. You cannot negotiate your father. You cannot decide who your father is. God has made him that. And nothing can change that. Praise the Lord. And so I just want to say to Pastor Madiba, Pastor Madiba, if you associate with the failures, you will end up as a failure. But if you associate with successful people, like Pastor Jitsinde, you will come out right. Amen. Amen. You will come out right. Now, just a little bit of an insight that you may understand Pastor Jitsinde. Pastor Jitsinde is bold. He's got a, what we call a lion anointing upon him. In other words, to us, he is an apostle. You know, when we read about the message and so forth, you know, uh, we hear about the fivefold ministry and so forth like that. We hear about there's an apostle, there's a prophet, there's a teacher, there's an evangelist, there's a pastor. Many times we have not been quite able to identify who are the apostles in the message. Do you know, this is very important that we identify those things. Because I believe that the fivefold ministry takes over from Brother Brana. In the message that he was quoting this morning, as I was with Moses, do you know, I've discovered that Moses was speaking about another prophet. He says there's another prophet. God is going to raise up another prophet like me. And I've discovered the prophet like Moses to the Jews was Jesus. And another prophet to the Gentiles, like Moses, is Brother Branham. And I found out that those three Moseses, Moses and Jesus and Brother Branham, those ministers or those men, they were the one-man ministry. And after them follows the Joshua's. Now, the Joshua's are not a particular person. It's not one particular person. If you find that somebody comes and says he is the eighth messenger or a continuation, he is making a mistake and is unscriptural. The one main ministry was Moses. After, after him was Joshua and Caleb. In other words, a unity of the ministries is what follows Moses. After Jesus Christ, you can see there followed the apostles, Paul, Peter, and they had to have an, a, a unity. And you find it's the same thing that also happens after Brother Branham. After Brother Branham, the fivefold ministry follows. I've been able to identify Pastor Jitsinde as an apostle. He is an apostle. 
He's got that lion anointing. He's got that, that boldness. You know, he's set her in order. You can see the adoption in his ministry. I know um, maybe another one uh, we have evangelists also. The, the likes of Joseph Chikosi with that we also have back in the country. That's also another is, is, is an evangelist. And we know Brother Branham said Joseph is a prophet. You know? He's a prophet but not in the realms of Brother Branham. But a fivefold ministry prophet like Agabus in the scriptures and all those. When we can identify those ministries, brethren, then you will see the, the dynamics, all the, 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 the progress from where the prophet Brother Branham left us. You will now see the exodus continuing. When we find the Joshua's all coming together and appreciating each other's ministries, and we begin to appreciate ministries like Pastor Chitsinde and appreciate Pastor Madiba, and the fivefold begin to love each other and appreciate each other. Brethren, we have a revival. There is a revival. Because you can see, after Moses, there was a Joshua revival. I mean, those people stopped the sun. They did everything. They, they crossed the Jordan, man. They, they spoke things. The, 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 the third pool was performed. The Josh, I mean, Jericho walls fell down. That was the third pool performed by the fivefold ministry after Moses. After Jesus Christ, the Joshua's that followed after the ministry of Jesus Christ, the Apostle Peter's, the Apostle Paul's, they wrote a book of Acts. The prophet says, we must write another book of Acts. So, I believe after the prophet brother Branham, who is the Moses to the Gentiles, brethren, we have a revival, which is greater than the revival of Joshua, greater than the revival of Paul and Peter. This is when we acknowledge now these men, these ministries, like the pastor Chitsindes and, 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 and all that. So, pastor Chitsinde is one we respect, we love, it's just, there's just no debate about it, there's no negotiation about it. God has just made him that. To me, I respect him like that. Uh, as I said, Pastor Madiba, there's benefits of association. You stick with this man or you associate with him. You have seen already, Pastor, how that, with the boldness he has. Sometimes people don't understand him. But he cannot help it, but because that's the kind of ministry he has. A certain order, a confronter. He's not afraid to tell a person to your face that you are a false apostle. He'll tell you. And... Uh, that's an apostle. The prophet says he's a special man. <laughs> okay. You cannot change him. That's what he is. And uh, my family and me, we have learned to love him, to respect him, to, to, to treasure his words, his advice. As we also now have ministries, we have also pastors now, we have ordained under, uh, under us as well. 
Uh, you talk about the faith. You know, sometimes we've heard other pastors in our own lives, but they've not taught us the faith like Pastor Chitsinde has taught us. My wife will tell you, since we continue just in association, because we are now far away from him, about 500 kilometers away, and my wife follows by way of cassette. Of, you can see the influence of faith that he, he, he preaches. That's the number one thing that we need, people. Even also his speciality of removing poverty from Africans. That is something that we must just make sure. <laughs> like Brother Mchengete said, this thing about him asking you to write things, that is not a small thing, brethren. I'll tell you also a, a testimony. I was attending one of the meetings where he was preaching and he said, write also what you want. I've always loved a Toyota Land Cruiser vehicle. And I also wrote a Toyota Land Cruiser, V8. <laughs> Brother, you don't, when you are writing those things, don't think about money, where you get the money. I had no money, but I just had the inspiration of that service, and I wrote, brethren, after two years, I got my Toyota Land Cruiser VX. So, so I'm privileged to be here just to come off from the ministry where I was preaching and just to be told there is meetings where Pastor Chitsinde is preaching. So to us, this weekend has made it for us. We are privileged. All right, a round of applause. As we stand to our feet, God bless you, Pastor Mokombe. All right, we've got Pastor Tebele here, Moses Tebele. Amen. Amen. Uh, he's my comrade in chief. Amen. We come back a long, long way, fought many battles together. Amen. He's the one that testified it to my wife. Yeah. All right. Amen. Wonderful. Good to see you. Amen. Now we are going to have a good time. God bless you, Sister Ntabising. Good to see you. And all the ministers, if I've missed you somewhat, it is not a deliberate it's just an omission by default rather than by design. Amen. But it is wonderful. We are happy, Pastor Chitsindi, for you to have honored us to come this way. Uh, there is many people that need him, but he decided to come this way. Uh, he's got the biggest church in the Sedek region when we exclude Congo. He has got the biggest church in the Sedeg region when you exclude Congo. Midweek service alone, 4,000 people show up midweek. 4,000 people every week. Sunday is run about 7,000. Convention is 25,000. 
so I've Oh yes. <laughs> Amen. So this is the man that has worked. I mean give the credit where credit is due. And I, I think even myself in my C V I'm able to tell people, yes, I once preached to twenty five thousand people. Not once, twice. He gave me that opportunity. Uh, when I did not know him, somebody, I don't know, was it Brother Tinashe or Sound Gospel, somebody told me that I wish you could meet Pastor Chizindi. You are going to love him. Uh, then I wasn't quite sure. Uh, whether I would love him or he would love me because these things then can go either way. Now, when he came for the funeral of Pastor Roscoe's wife, somewhat we met, he had come to Mamilodi, I had preached there, and Pastor Ngodimo was not around. Then he had arrived, I said, no, he's not around, but I would take you out for lunch. And then we went to some restaurant. We were there from one o'clock. And we left at 9 o'clock in the evening. Amen. Then I realized that, yeah, we connect. Yeah. We are of the same mind. Yeah. What makes us connect is because we believe that this message has be- made us better people. Amen. Made us better people. Amen. This message makes you a better person. Amen. Amen. And we believe that you can never fix any crook on the continent outside you using the message of the hour. So we believe that this message is an answer to all African problems that are on the continent. Last time when I checked, he told me that he was uh, planning to testify to the wife of Joseph Kabila in Congo. He told me that that sister, that woman can be a sister. So you can see the level at which he's thinking. Amen. God bless. That's all right. That's all right. <laughs> He's afraid that I will say more. Let's yeah, say welcome, like welcome. As the man of God comes. God bless. He might give away some secrets. <laughs> they might give away some secrets. Yeah, 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 yeah. Some things are classified. Just sing a worshiping song so that. All you right. Oh, God bless you. They can welcome. sing. God bless. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's okay.
Can we say praise the Lord? There is something good that's going to happen tonight. The devil is sensing trouble. The devil is really sensing this trouble. He went on a rampage. He's been after me. Since we finished that service, he flooded the second floor with water. And then we had to change our room. I was trying to charge my iPad. The next room, there, the charger there, the plug has no power there. Then I said, okay. Then the setup there, it's very different. The lights are all confused. In other place, that other place I'd found where I put my little chair, where I could do my thing. Everything was upside down. I said, yeah, there he goes. There he goes. Lucifer, you lost it in heaven. You lost it there. You can never recover. You lost it in the Garden of Eden. You lost it in hell. When, when Michael came and conquered you there, he took away the keys of death. He took away the kings of, the keys even of hell itself. So we have absolute control and the power over the devil. You know, I also, my safe, we took so much time trying to get my things out of my safe. Because I don't know what happened, but the number got confused. We couldn't wait to bring in the man, the locksmith, you know, to... So all the time was consumed. And I said, yeah, this guy is funny, huh? He thinks I won't make decrees. Tonight I will make decrees. And that's the part he does not like. He doesn't like that part. Now, brethren, you cannot make yourself what you are not. Daniel, when he went to Babylon as a captive, as a teenager, but when he purposed in his heart that he's not going to compromise, he's not going to become a cheap, a cheap Hebrew in Babylon. When he got there, just by his faith and his brethren, when you take a stand according to your faith, you paralyze the kingdoms. There is no way you can ever have a revival anywhere without confronting the territorial demon. You must confront it. If you run away from that Goliath, you will never have anything there. Brother Branham tells us of a young man, a man who wanted to have a revival. He went and was cleaning the windows of some church, some hall, and then a bully, the sheriff came and said, what are you doing? He says, I'm cleaning the windows. He said, why, 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 what's that for? He said, I'm going to have a revival here. I'm going to preach. He said, if you are going to have a, do that, you must whip me first. And the man said, are you sure? The man said, yes. He took off his jacket. He said, Lord, help me. If that's the only way to do it, I'll do it. He jumped on him and really beat him hard. And that night, that man repented. He was a giant, but he pulled him down. We are here to pull down giants. We are not afraid of our enemies. We are not afraid of our enemies. We pull down the giants. If you ever have a chance, and you try to find out one of, one of the most powerful men in Africa, is a man called Azarias Ruberwa. He's the man that is literally running the country called DRC. He's rated one of the greatest, one of the best speakers in the rank of, of, of Obama. America loves that man. 
Azarias Rubergo. Me and my wife and another brother, we laid hands on him to bless him. And since that time, things have been opening. He's the most powerful man in Congo. He's more powerful than Joseph Kabila. Brother, our offices are higher than every earthly office. One of the most controversial figures in Zimbabwe, but a man that is a hothead, that is known to pull his gun and shoot people, is a man called Joseph Chinotimba. That man, he really respects me. He came to my office one time and said, Pastor, my people hate me. They were even planning to kill me. And I worked so hard for them. I've never been allowed even to be an MP. They will always sideways swipe me. I want you to pray for me. I am Joseph of Arimathea who loves Christians. (laughs) So I said, "If if you believe, I'll pray for you. I prayed for him. I laid hands and prayed for him. He became an MP. He's still an MP today. Now, there are times, sometimes people recognize them. Why? How do they come to know that? I've been, I'm just an ordinary farmer, but I was national champion. Then I was regional champion. Then I was national champion again. And the people realize that there is something about this man. What is it? The blessing. This message carries a blessing. I am honored and revered by white hunters. Not because I can do hunt, hunt better than them, but the results that they see I have, it surprises them. It's not of the me. It is of the grace of God, my brother. Even you, when you start believing that this message carries everything that you need for the journey, you might have a blessing without knowing it. Joseph, this man called Jacob had already been the birthright. He was already blessed but he was still praying. Some of you here in South Africa, you are praying Lord bless me just to be in South Africa with all the paperwork in South Africa. That's a big blessing. South Africa is the only jewel of Africa. The only jewel the only place with standards, the only place with systems. Every other thing is nyakanyak. Forget about Nigeria. Nigeria, if you go there, brrr, generator, 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 everything. There's nothing in, and not even running water. There's, there's, there's nothing. But if you see even, even the way South Africa is set up. So if you are already here, and you are a South African with a passport and you are able to live here and work here that is a blessing you are already saying Lord bless me you are already blessed if you, if you drive around Congo you won't see a dog cross the road no you won't even hear a dog bark they were eaten all of them no, no more there If you ever keep your dog in combo, you, you must keep it in the house. So what good is it? So if you are here, when you have all these things, you're already blessed. It's time to move on. Hallelujah. This is finally my brethren. 
we are continuing with our subject who are we and where are we i'm going to start by opening by reading a quotation because you already read the scriptures i'm reading a quotation from wiley to bethlehem paragraph 140 Wiley to Bethlehem, 63-1214. Brother Branham said, Oh, you Bethlehem dwellers, hallelujah. I call for men, warriors who are not afraid. I don't care if there is 800 standing on one side and 10,000 on the other side. I want warriors who will come with me and cut a hole through this line of unbelieving Philistines. Amen. The world council has got garrisoned around the word of God trying to make it creeds and feed the people. There is a well, there is a fountain open in the house of David. Bethlehem for sin and uncleanness. Brother, sin is unbelief. Who warrior can see the millennium coming? What warrior can see this great Holy Spirit come in the form of Jesus Christ? The literal body of Christ to take over again. Stand with me. Stand by me. Let's cut a hole through the denominational creed. Let's get in there. He's crying for a good fresh drink of Pentecostal water. Original Pentecost. Not a bunch of carrying on, screaming, hollering here. I mean a genuine Holy Spirit baptism that produces the life of Christ back into the person. Hallelujah. Where are we? Here is Brother Brandon saying, I'm calling for you mighty gentle warriors in another place he said it's hard to stand alone come and stand with me we are the ones that are coming to stand with malachi 4 remember elijah that great prophet still there were there was nobody willing to stand with him he was walking alone even when he cried and said come stand by me he, people were afraid of the systems. But a real warrior. When David was running away from his son Absalom. Absalom. He was running away from that one. Here comes a group. Of people from Gath. Philistine. The cousins. And the nephews of Goliath. Whom David killed. They came from Gath. And they stood with David. One of them was Itai the Gittite. They say, we have come to stand with you. And David said, how can you come with me in all this? He said, where you are, we will be. Where you die, we will die. This is the thing about the Gentile faith. When the Gentile faith, man, a real Gentile, catches it, he is willing to give everything to it. Ruth was a Gentile. When she came, she said, Whither thou goest, I will go. Whither thou lodgest, I will lodge. Your God will be my God. Where you will be buried, I will be buried. That's how we came to the message. As Gentiles. This is where our hiding of power. We can be so loyal that we become indifferent to whatever people say. We become indifferent to pain. We become indifferent to all the social pressures. We know that one day David is coming as a king. Amen. You can see what is going on in the world. They are trying to belittle this message. It is too late. The message is already. Every day we are baptizing. 
throughout this region. We are baptizing so many people, gallant warriors that are coming, and that we are saying if these people, if these people that can walk out of this message, Brother Branham and the message, three kinds of believers, he says this message that we have, and you find somebody that walks away from it. He is an unbeliever. He is numbed by the powers of Satan. There is no hope for him. In other words, when doctors want to cut up somebody, they, they make his body numb so that he doesn't feel. The devil has made some people numb so they don't feel the damage that's being done. Name, numbed by the powers of Satan. Tonight, we are here to stand with the word. Hallelujah. Can we carry on? This is where we are, brothers and sisters. This is the hour of his rejection. Let's just pray. Dear God, our heavenly father, we have come to the end of this service. We realize the devil is sensing trouble, but we take authority over the devil. The Bible is very clear. Jesus said, I saw Satan fall like lightning. Therefore, I have given you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. Nothing will hurt you. Satan, you are a liar. You won't be able to do anything. You wanted to do it. You could have done it before we came to the faith. But now it's too late. The angel of the Lord encampeth around us. You will not be able to do it, Satan. Satan, you lied in heaven. You got your own kin and kin. You have lied in every denomination. You got your own kind. You lied even to the denominations where we believe we were belonging. But you could not blind us. We saw through. Right now, the elect, wherever they are, they are being fished out anyhow. Tonight, Lord, may there be a true visitation among your people. We declare victory in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. We may be seated. The people who don't have a revelation about this message, they really get offended. They say, what's all this thing? What's all this? We say, okay, brother, let's put aside. We are going to put aside the quotation. Let's just go Bible. Bare knuckles. So we want to go to the book of Ezekiel, chapter 47. We want to see the message in there. Ezekiel, chapter 47. We want to begin reading from verse 2. Where are we and who are we? This is what we are talking about. I'm going to read from the screen. The scripture says, Then he brought me out of the way of the gate northward and led me about the way without unto the utter gate. By the way of that looketh out eastward, and behold, there ran out waters on the right side. And when the man that had the line in his hand went forth eastward, he measured a thousand cubits, and he brought me through the waters. The waters were to the ankles. That was Luther's message, up to the ankles. Yes, they were in the waters, they were in the word, but the word was only up to the ankles. Can we say amen to that? Again, he measured a thousand and brought me through the waters. The waters were to the knees. Again, he measured a thousand and brought me through the waters. They were up to the loins. Amen. Wesley's message got the waters of the word up to the knees. 
If you want my authority to preach like that, you find it in the seven church ages. Brother Branham quoted exactly this Ezekiel 47. As the message is getting deeper and deeper. Now, Pentecost went up right up to the loins. They were standing in the in the word, the waters of the word. Then here is the fourth stage. And again, he measured a thousand and it was a river that I could not pass over. For the waters were risen, waters to swim in, a river that could not be passed over. This is now where we are. We are completely immersed in the word because the fullness of the word, everything that Luther left was brought in. Whatever was left, Brother Branham brought it in. That was his ministry. Whatever Pentecost left behind, he brought it in. And all of that heaped up together from the loins until it covered the whole man, until there's nothing else left. It is just the word. There's no denomination that knows any idea about all this. But when a prophet comes, the Holy Ghost leads him and said, sometimes he sees a finger pointing to that scripture because he's a prophet. People are offended to know that God has, has sent a prophet. They are offended because they don't understand scriptures. Now, brothers and sisters, this is the age. This is the final step. This is exactly the final move of the Holy Ghost. Can we say amen to that? Amen. To dislodge the devil. Some of you that, that, are, that own houses and properties, you know very well. If you went to your home and found people camped in your house, in your yard, packed there, they are there, they are cooking, they are making their fire in the lawn, and so forth. You just can't take your gun and shoot them. You'll go to jail. And if you go to them and you say, right, what are you people doing? They say, this place is for human beings. And we are human beings. So we are here as human beings. <laughs> ah. Then if you start raising your voice, then they start raising their voices. <laughs> then you realize, no, there's going to be chaos. Then you seek the law. When you go to the police station, the police station say, what do you mean? What kind of people are they? Are they locals? Are they foreigners? They, says, ah, they seem to be locals, alright? In every way. So he said, ah, but why are they doing this? And the policeman wants to come with you. The senior officer will say, hey, don't just rush. Like a man jumping in to kill snakes. There must be a reason why the people are there. Is it your house? Yeah, it is my house. Can you prove to us that it is your house? Can you bring the title deeds? We can't use the law on it. Because without knowing whether it's your house or not, maybe both of you are spatters. It's just that he knows you are there illegally, so you are too illegal. An illegal cannot push, in, push out another illegal one. So they said, right, we, you need title deeds. This has been the problem. We didn't have title deeds to dislodge the devil. We could make him move, but you say, okay, let's have a power sharing deal. Because we did not have the title deeds. But this is the big thing that God was preparing. Brother Branham was being prepared. So in, 19, in 1962, he preached a message, stage of a perfect man. And in there, he began to show 
the man that goes into the age beyond the Pentecost, the bride age. He spoke about it, how the, stu- the structure of the person from faith right up to charity. He said, this is how the man must be. And he said, God never sent me to build an organization, but he sent me to build an individual into the stature of Jesus Christ that he might be a powerhouse. So, our aim and the objective of our preaching is that every individual becomes a powerhouse. A powerhouse. Not somebody with an illegal connection, but a powerhouse. So, he was preparing a people and already some people stumbled when he started talking about the third pool, when he started talking about hear ye him, about the adoption. These people started stumbling because they did not belong. Until at one time, God put to shame these people who pretend to be believers. He manifested the third pool in the, in the presence of two witnesses. Two Jehovah witnesses. They were witnesses. To witness God coming up in a form of adoption. Hallelujah. When right there in the boat when they were fishing. The Holy Ghost spoke to Brother Branham. And he said there's going to be a resurrection of some little animal. Some little creature. And then they looked from the east, out from the hill. There was coming a whirlwind. And he knew what it was. And he he was told to stand up on your feet. And as he stood on his feet, his face turned white. And these two Jehovah Witnesses, they were looking. And Brother Branham looked at the fish. And he said, little fishy, I give you life in Jesus' name. And the little fish that was dead and lying backward. It turned and flipped over and said bye-bye and went away. One of the, this other brother tipped over and fell in the boat. They said, we have never seen it this way. And some, some illegitimate child of the message can sit on the computer trying to tell the world that there is nothing. When Jehovah's witnessed by their kindred, the first one came, his own son was crippled. He took him by the hand and started discerning this boy. And this boy jumped out of the hand and the legs straightened out. And the Jehovah witnessed, he said, ah, I follow this man. And then his own father came wanting to see how this man is polluting his family. And Brother Branham said, can I go fishing with you? And the man said, okay, let's go. And then when they went, as they were going, he said, dad, we are going to have a good time there. I'm going to get one, this fish, then this one, this one, this one, this one, and they will be this size, this size, this size. But in the meantime, sorry, Dad, you won't be able to catch anything. And the man laughed. But after some time they were fishing, he picked up that one. He said, this is the one I was talking about. This man said, this is a different ball game. This message is a different ball game. It is God wanting to live among his people. He's preparing to come and live here on earth among his people. And he's preparing a people to be used to his nature and to his ways. Then he said, oh yeah, that's alright. Then he caught another one. And now this man jumped and went over the other side, the other side of the stream, wanting to catch just one he still couldn't catch. And when he had caught the number, the day was up. 
And when they came back, he said, Dad, how was that? He said, I like it if a man sees his fish before he catches them. Brother, this message is for the predestinated. It's, Moses wondered why certain people could never see it until God said, look here, Moses, I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy. And I will harden whom I will harden. So if God is hardening certain people, that's none of your business. Leave them alone. One time, they asked Jesus, they said, what are you going to do to this man? And he said, what is it to you? You follow me. Amen. Amen. He drew, he got in a whole bunch of Jehovah Witnesses. And one of them, Lyle, brother of, the brother of Banks Hood, he came to see Brother Branham. And while they were talking, he said, oh, you, you married, you got you married to a wife like that, and you got kids like this, like this. He says, oh yeah, I know my brother told you. He says, hey, check this one. One time, you were at a certain room in a hotel, and there was a knock at the door, and you hid yourself in the shower, and you did right the man who had the gun. He was going to shoot you. The man realized, this is not a man I'm speaking to. He knew that the God of the Old Testament has come over here. This is what is called a prophet. And yet there are others. Like one time in a meeting, Brother Branham, the light was standing by Mr. Anderson. He said, Mr. Anderson, the light is right on you. Stand, stand up. God heals you. He remained seated. He was a minister. And then the light moved away. He said, Mr. Anderson, you have missed it. There's people who miss it. He said, you have missed it. You must answer when the Holy Ghost speaks to you. Tonight, I want people to make decrees. I saw how furious the devil was because he doesn't want us to make decrees. But we are going to make the decrees. We will make those decrees because after the opening of the seals, we know our position. We are priests and kings. He has made us priests and kings. As a king, we can make a decree. As a priest, we can make intercession. And as a priest, you have got access. Amen. Can we say some more? As we move on. Just want to finish the quotations. The quotations that are relevant. That are relevant. They are relevant to the decrees we want to make. Mm. I've seen the devil try every foul trick. Every foul trick. The list of every trick, including fouling my, my, uh, my little uh, safe to try to buy time. Satan, your time is up. We are armed to the teeth with perfect faith. We are armed with perfect faith. Right. I've been saying since we started. Now I'm reading the quotation. In the message it says, we will see Jesus. 57-0226 paragraph E16. 
Now, if he is so great, as we see him in Galilee, as we see him through the Bible, as the pages unfold, and with these promises, I wonder tonight, if as we, we as his church, who don't have just as much right as those Greeks had, that come up to the worship to say, says we would see Jesus. Now, there is some things in the Bible that God wants us to challenge. God is in all, God is an all-powerful God. And he gives his servants a commission to do great things. And we mustn't be afraid to ask God to do great things. Because he has asked us to do the impossible without him. So if he asks us to do the impossibles, we want to have the omnipotent God to do those impossibles. Oh yes, I want you to be seeing it on the board. Whoever is searching, let keep on searching. The reference, it is the message, the message says we would see Jesus. 57-0226 says we would see Jesus. And as I read, now there is some things in the Bible that God wants us to challenge. God is an all-powerful God. And he gives his servants a commission to do great things. And we mustn't be afraid to ask God to do great things. Because he asks us to do the things that is impossible without him. So if he asks us to do the impossible, we want to have the omnipotent God to do those impossibilities. Go ye into all the world. Preach the gospel to every creature. These signs shall follow them that believe. The impossibles with men. And we mustn't be afraid to ask God to keep his word. We must not be afraid to ask God to keep his word. Ah, ah, ah. He said we mustn't be afraid to ask God to do big things. Do you see it? All right. Bring it down. No, no. Right, right. Right, I am reading now. Now, there is things in the Bible that God wants us to challenge. When you are reading the Bible and something challenges you, as at the waters, face answereth to face. Before the invention of the mirrors, before there were mirrors, the commonest mirror was a pool of water. When a man stood there, he was seeing an image there. You are seeing yourself. And when you come to the waters of the word, you must see yourself your representation. There is something that moves when you move. Amen. So here he is saying here, there are things that God wants us to challenge. God is an all powerful God and he gives his servants a commission to do great things. Huh? A commission to do great things. When I was 25 years old, 
25 years old, getting to be 26. We went to preach at a certain house in Chitungweza by the house of a Baptist minister. And it was my turn to preach that night. And I was ready to preach. And just before I started, here comes a bunch of some Baptists and they came with a man, a man that was blind. And he sat there, showed him where to sit. I preached. And I knew this is a challenge. I knew if I started praying for those with a headache and all that, the devil would be laughing at me. I said, here is something. I take off my gloves. I went straight for the man that was blind. I knew either I'm going to win the battle there or lose it there. I went straight there. I put my hands right across his eyes. I prayed. Took off my eyes. Do you see? He says, I don't see. I put my hands again. I prayed. Do you see? He said, I don't see. I put it the third time. I said, do you see? He said, yes, I see. And he walked around and went and said, you must not be afraid to ask God to do great things. It's his word. He said, go and preach the gospel. These signs shall follow them that believe. If a blind man comes, don't start running away and say, oh, no, no, this one. No, that one. He say, come, 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 come. You pray for him. And he say, my brother, go home on the way or when you get home or when you work tomorrow, you will be seeing. We must not be afraid to ask God to do big things. It's a challenge. Some of you ministers, well, after that has happened, you know where you are standing. You know very well that God is ready to back anyone that is willing to take him at his word. Down through the ages, the men and women who amounted to anything, there were people who were able to take God at his word and say, God said so, it is true. Whether I feel it or not, it's God's word, it is the truth. I am taking up the challenge anyhow. And you will be surprised. One time Jesus sent his disciples. He said, go out there. And cast out devils, heal the sick and so forth. They were surprised. That demons were coming out and leaving the people. When they came back, they were so happy. And he said, no, that's just not it all. Don't rejoice that the demons are subject to you. Rejoice that your names are in the Lamb's book of life. Mm. so young people some of you if God never allowed you to have the education if God never allowed you to have parents that are conscientious and so forth and so forth but you can really take the Bible and begin to read the Bible we used to have a man in our church that was semi literate he used to be a messenger at work he was working with my co-worker brother Marengo, and he witnessed to him there and the man came to believe with us and he was a man who was very, very ignorant. But he read the Jonah Bible twice, kiva to kiva. And he began, he was underlining as he was reading the spoken word. He was drawing some pictures of Brother Branham pointing like this and so forth. And the man had such a faith that the man became the man that we were using to go and pray for the sick. We, have, we never saw him fail. One time, Brother Bothwell Chikose had a workmate, a woman that was barren and had a blood issue. 
And he took this man to this woman's house and this man began to speak. He began to talk and so forth. And he said, let's get our sister to go and make us some tea. And brother Chikoswa said, doesn't know that this woman is sick. And then when she came to the sea, he said, sister, you are going to have a baby boy. You must give him the name Joshua Paradox. the sister, by the time he sent her to make the tea, she was already healed. Sometime a girl, a, a lady came from Botswana. She's the wife of a deacon in Brother uh, Sam's church. She's the daughter of a former pastor, Kitabile. She had a back problem from an accident. She, they, they carried her on a mattress from Botswana in the back of the truck, bring her to to Harare. And then when they came, I said, don't worry. I I got the man that can deal with you. I brought the man, I went away. When I went, when I came back, she was running around. The next day, she got a bus and went back to university. She has never been sick again. She's the wife of a deacon there. Brother God is not playing church. He's not playing church. He's not playing church. God is willing to honor any man that will stand with his word. And here in Africa, we are not short of sick people. There's plenty of them. Yeah? Can we say some more? Don't be afraid to ask God for big things. Don't ask for something that might happen by coincidence. That under under persuasion, an uncle can finally do it for you. (laughs) We are looking beyond what an uncle can do. We are looking of only what God can do. Believest thou this? Believest thou this? One time, one time, the devil really was really after me. I had a good crop and the rains just went out. They would disappear. Not just for me, but for everyone. But all the other people don't understand. Now I understand I'm under a blessing. Even if it doesn't rain, it shouldn't rain for those who don't believe. But for me, it should rain. So I was visited by a team from Mashingo Brother Gomiso and some other brothers that visited me to see me. They were so happy to see me. I said, no, brothers. This is, I, don't want, I don't want you to see me here. I want to take you to my farm. We drove to my farm. I said, see for yourself. This is what I have done. This is what is happening. And those brothers, I said, I don't want to interfere with what you are going to do. Because I am so grieved. So sometimes when you are grieved, you can't have faith. That's why the devil sometimes comes for you. So that your faith is paralyzed because you are angry. You are frustrated and angry. They, they went in. I don't know what they did. But within a few days, there came some rain, not only for me, but also for the whole country. And I harvested 1,500 tons of maize. You must not be afraid to ask other people to pray for you. Because the Bible says, go pray for one another. If you are cornered somewhere, even David himself, you see many people don't want any other man to be anointed. 
See, but David knew very well that this is warfare. Every time he kept on training other men on the use of weapons, on the use of all kinds of things and tricks and all kinds of things, David was doing that. Abraham, all the time, he was training his servants also to be able to go into warfare. And one day, David, the devil had really figured out and Goliath's brother came for David. And David was cornered. He tried everything. Sword for sword. David's sword was very small. And David tried. He somersaulted. He jumped everything. And that man was not impressed. And after some time, David, he realized. That is why he wrote a scripture. And said, ye sons of God, I say, you are God's but you shall die like other men. He wrote about that. There came a time, he himself, that the men that had leapt over a wall and ran through a troop, but there came a time when he was cornered and didn't know what to do anymore. And when this giant was saying, he was now counting and saying, here is the end of David, the giant killer. He was saying, here goes your king. And the Holy Ghost just touched one of the warriors. Abishai. And Abishai came flying from behind and just hit that giant and said, foul or no foul, the giant must die. That's it. There's a time when somebody can come and fall in your favor. Because this is war. It is not a match. It is not, it is not a sport. And then they said, David, no. This is a sign to us. You must not go to war anymore. Lest the light of Israel be switched off. Now if David had not trained other men, he would have, been, he would have died there. This is why Brother Branham told us, train other people. Get to see young people that have a ministry and train them. Amen. Hallelujah. Just a few quotes that I think are relevant. There's one that I think uh, can make a difference. We're looking at the message, fundamental foundations of faith. Fundamental foundations of faith. That's the message we are looking at now. I'm going to read from paragraph 11. Now the thing of it, since he was restored back, to this place, man in the fall has lost his consciousness of what Father put him here on earth to do. In other words, all of the plumbing as it was in our brain, in the outlets, the faith has been clogged up with business affair, with home life, domestic things. It's all become so clogged up with that until God can't operate through those channels that he made for a man. Now when God made the human body. Every little part had its place to play. The teeth, the tongue, the eyes, the nose. God does everything in there to make it perfect in operation. To make the man to live. And if God so patterned the man, the body of a man, how much more has he patterned and set in order the body of Christ, the church? In paragraph 12, If God designed man's body, he certainly designed the body of his son, the church. 
He's designed us to come together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus and have these supernatural workings of God outlets through gifts of the Spirit. Hmm? Gifts of the Spirit. Okay. Such as prophecy and wisdom and knowledge and gifts of healing and all these other different gifts is outlets that God lets out his power and lets out his revelation to the people. And not as an individual as much, but as a unit. We are all together one great body of believers. And how do we get into this body, the mystic body of the Lord Jesus? By one spirit, we are all baptized into this body. Now, here is something. Now, Satan, by the laws of sin and death, makes everything that sin and death bought operate to Satan. He sends a cancer. The man recognizes it. (coughs) He receives it. Satan sends heartaches. We recognize it and receive it. And if Satan, by his power, can make his laws work in men, how much more ought God with his power make his laws to work in men? <laughs> Some of you have met people that you see that this person has been bewitched. And the person can tell you that he has been bewitched. But while you are looking at that, you are just saying, hey, where do we begin with this thing? If, if the devil can make his laws work, like in Germany, the witches of Germany, they were used to entertaining preachers. They would every, every, every preacher that came to Germany, they say, we are a fraternity, we are like this, like this. They go and have dinner with him. They entertain him. They even fund a little bit. And that preacher cannot achieve anything. And when they were seeking to speak to Brother Branham, Brother Billy Paul would not let them. Brother Branham didn't speak to, want to speak to them because he knew they were witches. And they said, oh, if he won't speak to us, he won't have a meeting here. We are coming to his meeting. They came to his meeting. A bunch of them, dressed like, you know, these apostles with white garments and Ku Klux Klan, all kinds of things. And they had feathers and they were cutting off feathers, throwing them in and going around the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. And they started a storm. And within a short time, it was, there was lightning all over the place. And there was such a wind in the tent. And they were saying, we are tripping up this tent apart. We are ripping up this tent apart. And Brother Branham, he was watching, he said, if Satan, by his laws of sin and death, can produce a storm, why can't I, by the laws of life, rebuke that storm? He said, brother, stop. Don't interpret this. He said, Lord, when I took the step to come to Germany here, I took it in the name of Jesus Christ. I cannot be humiliated by these witches. And he said, storm, rain, clouds, I resent me. Go back to your places. And within a short time, all that, the wind just went down and those people fled and went away. If the devil can raise a storm, we can put down that storm. We are not afraid of our enemies. This is warfare. Revelation chapter 9 tells us that Satan came down. The bottomless pit was opened. 
And the world is filled with all these evil spirits. They are the ones conducting the gay campaign and running around all these things. It is those spirits that came out of the pits of hell. But our God is a master strategist. When the devil opened the pit of hell, Jesus opened the little book and gave it to the prophet in Revelation chapter 10. Hallelujah! The word will defeat Satan anytime, anywhere, under any circumstance. And in any man's hands. The word will defeat the devil anytime, anywhere, under any circumstance. Jesus never used any of his powers. He just said, it is written. And the devil says, and he said, it is written. It is written. It is written. And the devil was retreating. He fears the word. Mm. Hallelujah. The prophet of the age told us that when you receive the word, you become the word. You become the word when you receive the word. So even then, you become more than a conqueror. Paul said we are more than conquerors. We are more than conquerors. Can we say amen to that? Amen. Want to read another quotation that is critical to what we are doing? Are you happy with those quotations? Right, in the message, Perfect Faith, paragraph 94. We want to start maybe a little bit earlier, paragraph 93. Perfect Faith, that is the message we want to, 63-0825E, Perfect Faith. Once we get that, we want to get a real bazooka from the <clears throat> he is the bazooka. We are firing that one. Jesus had perfect faith. He had it. And it came because he was the word. And you become the word. You become the word as you receive the word. There you are. You become the word as you receive the word. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, my words, which this word abide in you, then ask what you will and it will be done for you. See? If you say to this mountain, be moved and don't doubt, but believe in for, he shall have it. It will be given to you. If you say to this mountain, be moved and don't doubt and believe in what you say, then you shall have what you said. When you pray, believe that you receive what you ask for and you shall have it it will be given to you time space nothing else will ever change if you know it's done it's already it's already over with paragraph 94 <clears throat> now watch and he said to us if ye abide in me and my words in you saint john here you can ask what you will it will be done right then recognize your position 
in the scripture as a believer. See? This is why we are preaching like this. So you can recognize your position in the scripture. That you are not just another event, but you are there. It is written of you. It is written of you. Then recognize your position in the scripture as a believer. See, you've got to recognize your position as he recognized his position. Jesus recognized his position. And every position comes with certain scriptures and scriptures and prescriptions and authorities and a cup. When one of the sisters, the mother of Mary and the mother of James and John, she got a little chance with the master. She said, Master, I want to see you privately. And he said, Master, in your kingdom, I'm asking. She said, he said, ask on. She said, I've got a request. Please deny me not. She said, what is your request? I am requesting that my two of my sons, one will sit on your right and the other one on the left. She wanted to figure out a, a scripture, a, a spiritual position. For It's a natural for human beings. To try to smuggle our sons into the ministry, try to smuggle this and this, the uncle, the in-laws in the ministry, you know, to have a critical mass in there. Don't do that. Let God move. <clears throat> and Jesus said, Do you understand what you're asking for? There's a cup. There's a cup that comes. The boy said, yeah, we can drink the cup. He said, yeah, yes, you will drink it. But as for who will sit where, that's not for me to give. These things are predestinated. They are foreordained of God. Amen. But he says there is a cup. The cup of the Messiah was to go to Jerusalem. And the disciples know they want to kill you. He said, I know. But I must go there and die. They said, what? Die? Do you realize the Romans here? The Romans are here. I was reading that you are to get rid of all this and bring freedom here. They didn't understand the first and second coming of Jesus. All that. And until Jesus turned to Peter and said, get thee behind me, Satan. And Peter, he closed his mouth and he said, mm, I won't speak anymore. And Judah said, hey, Guys, have you heard for yourself? Have you heard for yourself? So they were beginning, he was, they were beginning to call Peter a devil on a technicality. People in the message are, look, are busy looking at technicalities where Jesus said, Get thee behind me, Satan. It was not Peter that was Satan. It was the plot of Satan to prevent. Where would we be if Jesus had not gone to Jerusalem? We would be shaking the beer right now. All of us. And many of you would have been sorted out long time ago by AIDS. 
So we thank God that Jesus did not accept Peter's request. There are certain requests that God, for the good of mankind, for the good of the message, God turns down certain requests. Yours and mine too. Can we say amen to that? So finally, my brethren, this is where we are. We have the authority. We have been told. We we have come to the end of our little meetings. And this is the final point. We have. We are given the mandate. We are the final militia. We read from the message. Total deliverance. That if God sends a man, he equips him. When America sends their soldiers into enemy territory, they are equipped. So God has equipped you for the position that you are to occupy, for the ministry that you are going to do, for the life that you are going to do, because there is a path of duty. There is a post of duty, there is a path of duty. Sometimes your path of duty keeps you under fire. But while that is going on, there is protection for you there. Can we say amen to that? So if you recognize your position and you accept it, that is your position of power. That is your position of authority. That is your position of again where you are when God says this is your position. In your position, you are adopted. You have unlimited authority. This is our position as message believers. Now, we are the final voice to this final age. There is nothing else to come. No other messenger. No other message. Down through the ages, the blood, the token has always been one, which is the message of that day. The message of that hour. The denominations have no idea. No idea. Denominations never closed when Jesus came. They never closed. Whenever a message comes and a messenger goes, he only goes for the elect. May we stand. Brother Branham says, here is the plan of it. Here is the way it works. Page 126127 of the seven seals. He says, here is the plan of it. There is an announcement in heaven and a seal breaks. And then the messenger he catches the mystery. The messenger. That's why all the seven letters to the seven church ages, none of those letters was written to you and me. Though you can read it, but it's not written to you. It was unto the angel of the church of Ephesus. He is the one the letter is written to. He is the one that's got in his system the equipment to decode that. And without that messenger, you cannot decode it. But people don't understand spiritual things. That's why they thought, well, if God could do so much with Moses, one man with another, there were so many Levites, they said, let's have more prophets here so God can do more. It's not that way. They all perish, Dathan and Korah. They are perishing even now. Now we don't want things like that, do we? If there's somebody that really has to make their life right, Maybe diaspora has been so hard on you and you've been cutting corners 
And you are trying to enjoy this message, but there is condemnation that is saying, what about this? What about this? We understand diaspora was one of the ways of God's, God used to spread the gospel. The word diaspora comes from the Bible. When Jerusalem was under siege and they were starving and things had gone wrong and then the saints dispersed and went to diaspora. But there are some that are in this diaspora running away from a church where they are pastored. So that they can be somewhere where they are free range. Road runners that are free range. Now as a free range, now you are now eating some poisonous things. And you are realizing that with all these things, you have neither lot nor share in all these things because you are actually shut out of the kingdom. We want every eye closed, every head bowed. If there is someone that's got a serious spiritual problem around them, we want to deal with that first. You can raise your hand and say, Lord, remember me. I never wanted to do this, but this is where I am. Dear God, our Heavenly Father, you know what man is made of. We see the devil manipulating even the politics in countries to create terrible conditions. And when people react to those things, some of them find themselves in awkward situations. They found themselves unable to feed spiritually. They find themselves cornered. And many of them, some of them have ended up doing or saying or or dreaming things that they shouldn't be dreaming. Lord, their hands are up to you. May you forgive. Lord, our Heavenly Father, may you cleanse them. May you remove the condemnation. We know that in the book of Isaiah chapter 1 verse 18, you said, come, let us reason together. Though your sins be as red as scarlet, these men and women have raised their hands and said, we have come to reason with you. Lord, you are faithful. May you forgive. May you take away that thirst for those things. Lord, may you bring them a release. May you cleanse them, Lord. May you restore them. May they be like the prodigal son who realizes that he has wandered far away. They've come back wanting to be servants, but you are willing to re-accept them as sons and daughters. Lord, let your will be done. Lord, we pray for the cleansing of these people. There may be some people that are raw hidden that has just come wondering what it is all about. They may not even have understood anything that we said, but they are hungering. They've raised their hands. Lord, may you meet such people. May you meet them in the miraculous. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, brothers, our prophet has told us, the Bible said, if you abide in me, my word abide in me, in you, you can ask what you will. And our prophet came and he told us, don't be afraid to ask God to keep his word. He said in his word, delight thyself in the Lord and he shall give you the desires of your heart. You were here this morning, we preached long. You are here because you delight in the Lord. Don't let the devil now cheat you and say, ah, you were here but you were complaining that. It was not you. It was the devil. 
It was the devil that was complaining. If you were complaining, you would have gone. Or you would have even not even come again. But you come because you are hungering. We are not ignorant of his devices. He is the accuser of the brethren. Accuser. Accuse you of thinking that it's not you that was thinking. It was the devil throwing it to you. Brother Branham said, you cannot help birds flying over you. They will always fly. And as they are flying, they make a noise that comes in your ear. But you cannot let them put a nest on your head. So the devil can fly through, but don't let him rest there. Torment him until he goes. The Bible says, delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. We did not ask God to put that scripture. He put it in there himself. He put it knowing that somebody is going to believe it and underline it and says, we that are weak in faith, this is how we get it. We are going to come through this window by just delighting. Attend every service. Pay all your tithe. Do all that you can do. So that you are delighting. So one day says those who delight in the Lord. Write what you want. This is your day. Write you what you want. Those that have been delighting in the Lord. Because there is a scripture. And scripture cannot be broken. (coughs) Those of you that have desires. Write the desire and I will pray. I have a mandate where the prophet says we must not be afraid to ask God to keep his word. That's all we are doing. We are asking God to keep his word. Jesus said if you say to the mountain ah, mountain mountain Is there a mountain before you? Before you want the mountain to move, you must investigate to see, can you not go over it? If you can't go over it, can you not go around it? If you can't go around it, can you not go through it? If you can't go over it, if you can't go through it, if you can't go around it, this you find in the message, believers doubt this. Then the mountain must move. And the calling of Brother Branham was according to the name Zerubbabel. And the mountain, he said, who art thou? Oh, great mountain, before Zerubbabel, thou shalt move. In other words, he recognized, Brother Branham recognized himself to be the Zerubbabel. Who brought the headstone shouting, grace, grace. And in his ministry, he has authorized us to move mountains. Hmm. Believers doubt this. Right. And sometimes if you wrote it before, there are things that the scripture has said and you find yet another scripture that says it. Luke wrote it, Matthew repeated it, and John emphasized it. So it is also written. If you once wrote it and you want to write it again, when the devil comes, he says, yet it is also written. Because I want a double portion of that. The devil can come and say, but you already have. He says, yes, those that have must be given some more. Yeah. 
Are you ready? We're going to pray. Dear God, our Heavenly Father, you honored the country called America to make it a Christian nation. You allowed them to have the experience of Pentecost in America. And you blessed them and made them a superpower. And yet out of the same land, you brought out the messenger who was to run the last race for Pentecost and then leave them to go to his own people, the bride. Lord, you are the God of the Bible. You are the eternal Jehovah. You are the sovereign of the universe. Thy word is the truth. You said in your word, delight thyself in the Lord and he shall give you the desires of thine heart. Your children have written. They are desiring those things. Those things are different one from another because people are may are called different. Lord, our heavenly father, you have been faithful. Lord, we are just doing what we saw to be your will. We have been told by the messenger of the age, do not be afraid to ask God for big things. Lord, we know there might be somebody that is asking you to give her a place to rent. Lord, we pray that you give them a house of their own. Lord, there may be some that are so humble. They don't want to bother you. They really don't want to bother you. They are just asking for some little things. Lord, you have a surprise. Hannah was so humble. She wanted any child, but you gave her a son. Not just a son, but a prophet. Not just a prophet, but a prophet of the age. Lord, you are ready to give people more than what they bargained for. Lord, you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. Lord, we pray that you will vindicate. Lord, you will visit this place. Lord, we want a revival in this nation to start from this area, to start from this place. Lord, we bless this place that there must come a revival that will start from this town, that will devour all these other things that have been crippling the message. Let it be. We ask it in the name of Jesus Christ. We bless this town for this is the place where we have been able to meet and declare these things. Your children have been brave to come from all over to this place. It is such a cost. Some of them cannot even afford it, but they came anyhow. Lord, may you bless this place. May there be a big tabernacle built in this place. May there be a revival. May there be revivals that will be carried out from this place. May there be a huge tabernacle built in this place where we will have big meetings over here. Lord, our heavenly father, let the capital of the message in this country be in this city. We declare it in Jesus' name. We declare it in Jesus' name. We declare it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. A round of applause. How many have been blessed as the musicians come? Another round of applause for Pastor Chitendi.
How many love Pastor Shitsendi? Amen. He will be back. He says, sure. He will be back. How many expect him to come back? Amen. We really appreciate, Pastor, for you to come this way for the sacrifice and take our greetings back to Zimbabwe, to the family, and as well as to the assembly. You have been such a tremendous blessing to us. We have been provoked in a good way. How many have been provoked in a good way? How many who are here whose faith has been strengthened? How many are determined to go into the territory and claim whatever Satan might have stolen from them? How many are willing to drive Satan off the ground and tell him that he is a squatter? How many are determined? How many gentle, mighty warriors are in the building? How many gallant men and women are say we will not take no for an answer? If God does not answer today, he will answer tomorrow. If he doesn't answer tomorrow, he will answer next week. If he doesn't answer next week, he will answer next year. But when all is said, he will answer. How many believe that? A round of applause for the week. A round of applause for the week. Amen. God bless you, richly elder. We have been honored. God bless you. There is an army rising. They say we are the militia. Great army rising. Brother Brenham says when the church recognizes who she is, she becomes an invincible army. We are the invincible army. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power all over the building in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name. How many believe that in the building? There is power in the name. Every voice. There is power. The name, the name to break every chain, oh, to break every chain, there is power, there is power. To break every chain To break every chain All over the place 
as an army. I'm paralyzing up. Thank you, Lord Jesus. As an army. Every chain to break every chain. Oh, to break every chain. Oh, to break every chain. Every chain, every chain, 
to break every chain. Every chain. To break every chain. Hallelujah. How many, how many believe that chains have been broken over this weekend? Every chain has been broken. You've got to believe that. And hear your chain breaking. And see them breaking. Amen. Makanaka Jesu. We just want to rejoice so that we leave your heart in a state of joy. And how you preserve it, it will be up to you. But we would have done our part. Makanaka Jesu. Makanaka Jesu. Simuta, Simuta. Rocko Titi Makana Makana Kachesu Makana Kachesu Simutaruoko Makana Kachesu Kana
Wonderful. Don't go, Brother Marcus. Stand here so that they can see you. Amen. You help me to sing on you. Hence, I want you close by. Amen. I see Brother Mukuba there to me. He's my friend. Uh, he's supposed to be the person that testifies that I'm a good singer. But I don't know who influenced him against testifying it that way. All right. Amen. Masuma believes I'm a good singer. Amen. God bless. We're going to do a bluegrass. Yeah, we're going to do a bluegrass. Yes, so you're going to hear some good stuff. Shall we start? All right. Okay. Before we take off, just check your neighbor. Yes. If the neighbor is still okay. Hallelujah. Actually, check if they are singing on tune. Or... <laughs> Hallelujah. Now check that the neighbor is singing in tune. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. God bless you. Neighbors are kind. I love them, everyone. <laughs> Blessed be the name of the Lord. Let's try it. I will enter his gate with thanksgiving in my heart. I will enter his court with praise. I will say this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice for him. I will enter. Yes. Oh, I will enter his court with praise. I will say this is the day that the Lord is made. Oh, I will rejoice. He has made me glad. Oh, he has made me glad. I will rejoice for oh, you. He has made me glad. Oh, he 
he has made me glad I will rejoice for he Yes, 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 yes made hallelujah Ooh, this is the day this is the day that the Lord has made that the Lord we will rejoice yes I will rejoice yes and be glad in it Oh, this is the day. This is the day. Yes, I will rejoice. Yes, and be glad. This is the day. This is the day. Yes, without the Lord. Yes, yes, yes. man, victorious man. Oh, victorious man. Oh, victorious. Victorious. Today is I told Satan I to get thee behind. Yes. Oh, victorious man. Yes. Oh, victorious! Oh, victory is mine! Yes, victory, victory! I told Satan, yes, oh, to get oh, victory! Yes, 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 yes. day with love. Hallelujah. Yes. Oh, fill my way every day with love. As I walk, as I walk with a heavenly. Let me go with a song. Oh, fill my way. Yes. Yes, I walk with a heavenly. Let me go, yes. With a song, feel my way. Yes, yes, yes.
fly away, I'll fly away, hallelujah. I'll fly away. Yes, yes. I'll fly away, yes. For I die, for I die. Hallelujah. I'll fly away.
not happy, there is nothing that will ever make you happy. If you are not happy in this environment, nothing will ever truly make you happy. When you dance in this manner, arthritis goes. Blood pressure drops. Sugar diabetes drops. Amen. Yo, we are having a good time. Rejoicing without any after effects. Where is Brother Semenya? Brother Semenya, are you the one that is linked to Amai going to march to heaven someday? Come and help us to march while he's adjusting Masuma, he, you are coming immediately after this. On a max. Hallelujah. Yes. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes, sir. Hee hee, my brother. On your max, we are ready for Jerusalem. How many are, how many are happy? It's a spiritual position, and one of these days, the rapture will go. We've got a promise of the body change. Hallelujah. And I'm ready for that city. Hallelujah. Certainly. We are ready. Oh, we are ready. Oh, we are ready. Oh, yes, 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 we are ready.
Yeah, all right. Where's Sister Dibadi? It was a wonderful day when Pastor Chitsindi preached here. It was a wonderful day when he came down on Sunset Mountain. It was a wonderful day when he died on the cross. Come, sister. Here's a mic. Then, brother... Brothers, we see, so just drink water. We're going to do our war cry. It's the last one. We are clearing all demonic forces on your way home. Not just clearing, we are bulldozing our way. Amen. We need spiritual bulldozers. A bulldozer does not negotiate. Creates a way where there is no way. How many spiritual bulldozers are in the house? Amen. Amen. I'm proud to be a spiritual bulldozer. Amen. The devil doesn't appreciate one being sissified. Amen. Yes.
wonderful day. drunkards they normally say last one for the road this is the last one for the road it has been a blessing all the assemblies that have people that have traveled from different places to come this side we really really appreciate you for coming this way and whatever money that you have spent may God double it pastors that have come, Brother Blessing Mapata is here. How many have heard Brother Blessing Mapata preach? Dynamite comes in small packages. He's a very dangerous young man to Satan. Uh, Pastor is a sniper. Yes. So, God bless you richly, Elder Makombe. God bless you. Pastor Chizindi, we appreciate your coming this way. Pastor Tebele, God bless you. Brother Eni, God bless you. And everybody that was here, Pastor George from Midrand, God bless you richly. We appreciate everything. This is a, a war cry. And we are going to sing it. You know, the Zulus, when Shaka was approaching the enemy's camp, they had a war cry. So when the enemies heard the war cry, they had to make a decision to leave because the intensity of the war cry shows the determination of the militia. Yeah. Amen. Right. So when we sing this one at Lighthouse Tabernacle, we know our things are going to be sorted out. We know that the week is going to be a great week. We know that any demonic activity is going to be abolished. Amen. Amen. So, uh, just hear the, the beat only. Let's, let's just try the beat. bit. And this young man, after they taught him that when we win the battle, this is the bit that you must play. Now, as they were fighting the battle, they realized that they were losing the battle. Then somebody turned around and said, young man, 
stop the, uh, the victory beat. We need the retreat beat. The young men say, I was never taught the retreat beat. I was only taught the victory beat. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, oh, all right. Yes, come with it. Just a bit only. Then Brother Brenham says, make sure that you go according to the beat of your day. And you've got to be in tune with the composer and the, condu- and the conductor. Christ is the composer and Brother Brenham was the conductor in this generation. These are the choir masters. You are the choir. Amen. Already Satan has traveled. Come, come with it. Just five minutes, two minutes, only the bit. Join in, brother Michael, brother Freddy, come in. Yes. Oh, yes. Yes. Brothers, good. Oh, oh, oh. 
what I like most. Are you ready? Are you ready, everybody? Mamma, One more time. Are you ready? One more time. I can't. Oh, 
Si momo momo mo Siti Tadi egele lo akuwe Hallelujah! God bless you. Amen.